0: Thank you. Sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast, your Monday edition of the show. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from the weekend that was and wagers that was before diving into today's betting slate and capping things off with our daily betting card. Now, we have a loaded slate for you here today, it's not just because We've got a full slate of NBA. We've got some NHL games, Monday night football, but also college basketball tips off today. I've got the Duke hoodie on, and I am ready to go for the college basketball season. Now, up here in Canada, we had a rough snowstorm over the weekend. We're unable to go outside for a full day there, but we are ready to go. Tough weekend overall. We're going to break it all down for you here today, but before we do, Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including all those that I just mentioned, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use. So you know your money is safe and secure. Uh, The website can be viewed in both English and French and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Uh, Use code ShootersON at sign up and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so and it is available to persons in Ontario only. And most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at one 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, as I said, weekend was not great, and it kind of all culminated in a very bad NFL day yesterday, but it started on Friday. We went 1-3 and three on Friday, a couple of footy results that didn't go our way. Athletic Drew in their match, Reading and Preston North End both scored. And the Lakers lost to the Jazz. Now, the silver lining of our Friday was the Cavs minus six uh, against Detroit. They blew them out. So that was our no sweat bet of the weekend. Very few of those came for us over the weekend. But Saturday, we were a four and three day, uh, mostly because we lost all of our college football plays. And those two plays were Tennessee plus nine and a half, which not only did they lose to Georgia, but they kind of got ran off the field in that game. And we also had Alabama minus 13 and a half. Well, they lost outright uh, to LSU. Overall, though, uh, we did have an okay weekend for our Saturday, at least with Nashville Moneyline over Vancouver. Milwaukee was minus six over OKC. Cleveland cashed as well. So four and three, not a bad day uh, on the Saturday. But the reason why we have the, the title there of not great and for some reason it says Wednesday instead of weekend. You can tell it was a tough weekend. It's because we had a terrible Sunday of football plays. Now, we were on the Washington plus three. We pushed there, had them on the money line as well, but they were unable to pull it out against Minnesota. We had Green Bay and Detroit over 49.5 that missed. Arizona minus two. They lost outright. Miami won by three, and they were minus four. And then Kansas City and Tennessee looked good early for them to go over but then it ends a 20 to 17 games. So a lot of losers this weekend. That was also the case in college football. Uh, we saw Clemson fall in college football. Uh, Ohio State looked like they were going to fall, but they pull it out 20, 21 to seven. Syracuse lost this weekend as well. Uh, TCU are winners over the weekend. So it was a good college football weekend overall. A lot of good games out there. NFL wise, we saw the Bengals blow out. Carolina we saw the Jets beat the Bills in one of the upsets of the year I believe the Jets were minus 11 by the time kickoff happened Patriots blew up the Colts 26 to 3 the Jaguars come back to beat the Raiders 27 to 20 and then the Chargers beat the the Falcons 20 to 17 Seahawks beat the Cardinals the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Rams as well and then as I said Kansas City won on Sunday night football So with that, let's get into today's betting slate, looking at the week ahead of games as well. Um, So with that daily game slate coming up, let's play the video for today. All right, so today's daily slate of games we have a full day of NBA today a lot of games happening there was only four games yesterday uh, and only a few of those teams play today so let's dive right in starting with Washington versus Charlotte that's the first game today now Charlotte was minus three heading into today they are now minus two this morning the over underline sitting at 220 and a half now The Wizards, they just lost yesterday to Memphis, so they are on a back to back. Charlotte is not in that situation. They did play Brooklyn on Saturday and they lost by four, but this is a game that's really tough to predict. I hate betting on two bad teams, so I'm staying away from Wizards and Hornets today. But another team or another game between two bad teams is Houston and Orlando. A couple more bad teams in the NBA, but we've got Orlando minus four and a half. The over underline sitting at 227.5. That's down two points from last night. We got the Rockets, who lost by 12 to Minnesota on Saturday, and then Orlando, who lost to Sacramento in overtime as well. So, again, two bad teams. Stay away game for me. I could see it going either way with lean Orlando, but I don't know if they'll cover that minus 4.5. So this is a stay away today. Speaking of bad teams, we're also now heading to Oklahoma City, taking on Detroit, and Detroit was minus two. They're now minus one and a half. OKC, they lost to Milwaukee by 14 on Saturday, whereas Detroit, they lost by 27 at home Friday to Cleveland. Shout out to Cleveland for covering that for me. But again, another stay away game. I just don't really like either one of these teams. Uh, I would lean Detroit, given that they're at home, but it is tough to tell when you have two really bad teams such as these. You got the Pelicans minus six versus the Indiana Pacers today. Uh, That line is sitting at 235.5. We are going to play that over-under, so stay tuned for that later on. But the Pelicans are coming off that loss to the Hawks in overtime on Saturday, whereas the Pacers, they beat Miami by two on Friday, one of the better upsets that you'll see this year. Then you got Phoenix. They're taking on Philadelphia today. Phoenix are minus two, taking on the Sixers and the Suns. They just beat Portland by 20 on Saturday. So they're coming and rolling. Whereas Philadelphia's lost two in a row. No James Harden for them either. So this will be a tough test at home for this Sixers team. See if Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid both play in this game. Then you got Milwaukee. They are minus three, taking on the Atlanta Hawks. This line was minus one and a half, so if you liked Milwaukee, I hope you got it early. But the Bucks, they're undefeated. You got the Hawks, who have won two straight. Uh, so overall, a very good matchup between two teams from the same division. Then you got Portland and Miami today. Miami, they are minus six and a half, taking on uh, this portland trailblazers side now portland as i said they lost to phoenix over the weekend and miami lost to indiana so a couple teams that have started okay to the season portland's probably exceeded expectations and miami they've gone uh under their expectations so this is a get right spot for one of these two teams we'll have to wait and see which one pulls it out tonight this is a stay away game for us once again Then you got Toronto. They're taking on the Chicago Bulls today. The Bulls, they're minus four and a half, but we did just see these two play last night. The Raptors did win by nine in Toronto. They now head to Chicago for the back to back. This one is a part of our card and we'll break it down for you in a little bit. Then we got Boston. They are minus three and a half taking on Memphis. They were minus two yesterday. So the line is moving in Boston's favor despite them being the road team here and You know, Boston, they're coming off a 15-point win over the Knicks, whereas Memphis, they're on that back-to-back, but they did beat the Wizards by six. So we will wait and see whether uh, this Memphis team can pull this out on a back-to-back or whether Boston's just going to be too much for them. The Knicks, they lost to Boston, as we said, and they're now taking on Minnesota, who just beat Houston by 12. You do have the Timberwolves. They are sitting at minus five now. It was minus four and a half yesterday. I don't love how Minnesota has started this season, so I'm definitely staying away from this game, but uh, it should be a good one to tune into nonetheless, see how well Gobert and Towns match up with that Randall front court. And then Denver, they are minus seven, taking on the San Antonio Spurs today. Uh, We are talking about a Denver team that just beat this Spurs team by 25 on Saturday, so it is a very tough line after a blowout. I would love to stay away from this game today, but particularly... Potentially tune into this one. This could be a good game maybe later on. Depends which Spurs team we get. That's what happens when you've got teams that are tanking. Then you got Brooklyn taking on Dallas. Dallas is minus six and a half. Brooklyn just beat Charlotte by four, and Dallas just beat Toronto on Friday. So, a couple teams coming off wins Luka taking on KD, no Kyrie, and we'll see how Ben Simmons plays today. Then you got the Warriors, they're minus seven and a half versus the Kings. I am stay away from Warriors until further notice because they've really disappointed out of the gate coming off a championship. So until they get that right, I'm not going to be tuning into this game even because I don't love watching Kings basketball or staying up that late for that matter. Then you got the Jazz. They're minus three and a half versus the Lakers. They just beat the Lakers a couple days ago. So I would lean Utah here, but it is a stay away game for me. And then to cap it off the Cavs, they're minus two taking on the Clippers I probably know Kawhi Leonard. Who knows when he's going to play again? They're really working with him on his knee issues. But this is a stay away game. As much as I love Cleveland on the road, they are also on a back-to-back having played the Lakers last night. NHL wise, we got three games today. It is the Flames taking on the Islanders. Now, the Flames yesterday, they were minus 115. Uh, Waking up this morning, we look at that line now at minus 120. I think it will continue to move that way. But the Flames, they've lost four straight with Markstrom going tonight, taking on Sorokin, who's five and three. This is our lone play that we will have in the NHL tonight. Uh, The other two games being Boston, who are minus 175, taking on St. Louis. The Blues having lost six in a row, going to Bennington, taking on Allmark and Boston at home. And the other game being Edmonton, minus 150, taking on the Washington Capitals. Couple teams on some losing streaks. Edmonton's lost two in a row with Jack Campbell going, whereas the Capitals have lost four in a row, leaning on Darcy Kemper, who is four, four, and one. So, as I said, Calgary will be our lone play, and we'll break it down for you in a little bit here. NFL tonight, one game going for Monday Night Football, that being the three and five Saints taking on the five and three Ravens. Now, the Ravens, they're minus one and a half on the road with the over-under line sitting at 46 and a half, On the Ravens' side, it looks like there's no Mark Andrews tonight. Still no J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman is out. And on the Saints' side, no Michael Thomas for what looks like the rest of the year and no Marshawn Lattimore either. So it is a tough game to bet. We will have a play later on with both teams needing wins to keep up in their respective divisions. So with that, as I said, today we start college basketball, which means it's time to look at some college basketball future bets. And that's what we're going to do here now for you. Starting with the ACC, this is Duke's uh, division or conference, I should say, but all of these are going to be half unit plays. And then we're going to have a a long shot as well. That's going to be 0.25 unit plays as well in these divisions. So At half a unit, we're going to go with North Carolina to win the ACC. Now, these are all regular season titles. And the big reason why I'm going with North Carolina is that I think it is going to take Duke a little bit of time to figure it out. Now, uh, come tournament time, I think we're going to be talking about North Carolina and Duke as 1A, 1B in this conference. But I cannot bet on John Shire year one with a brand new group versus a veteran group. Uh, over there in North Carolina that just went to the Final Four, went all the way to the final before losing. So I'm going to put the half unit on North Carolina to win the ACC. If I'm looking a little bit more of a long shot in the ACC, I'm looking at Virginia at plus 700. Um, I think if you do go outside Duke and UNC, um, Virginia just knowing that, that they're always going to be solid defensively, I'm not sure if the offense will be there, but they will win a ton of gritty games this year. And I didn't really want to go the Virginia Tech or the Notre Dame route or even Miami. I'm just not a big believer in any of these teams to get it done consistently over the entire season. That's not to say that they can't upset teams here and there. But I do think that it is a three-horse race in the ACC this year. Big 12-wise, at half a unit, I like Baylor to win the Big 12 at plus 210. And I think the Big 12 is really strong once again. It does look like, from a betting perspective at least, that it's Baylor and Kansas are 1A, 1B. Now, while historically this has been a Kansas conference to lose, I think we see a bit of a championship hangover here. Uh, The fact that Bill Self is going to serve that early suspension for four games, it's going to be tough for them to get in a rhythm early on. and In a conference like the Big 12, If they're not ready to go by January, then they could lose a couple games out of the gate and then be unable to recover. Now, if I'm looking at future bet-wise outside of that, I'm looking at TCU. Um, They're closer to plus 1,500 here. Uh, TCU, I just really like how this group looks. I'm not that high on Texas Tech this year. I do like Texas, just maybe not so much for uh, the regular season title. I think this is a team that could peak in March. So, I do like Baylor at plus 210 and then TCU as the long shot. Big East-wise, I like Creighton at plus 170. I don't really have a team outside of Creighton here in the Big East because I just think that this is theirs to lose. And I think this is a down year for Villanova. Uh, Their top recruit is number 21 recruit Cameron Whitmore for them. But Creighton, they're returning a ton of their starters, including Trey Alexander, who was the Defensive Player of the Year last year in the Big to- or in the Big East. And then they also have Ryan Kalkbrenner. Uh, he was the Big East Freshman of the Year in Ryan Nemhard as well. And then they go and added the Summit League Player of the Year in Baylor Scheiman. And so he was a 16-7-4 guy last year, as well as Francis Farabello from TCU. So they brought in a lot of talent this year. As I said, Villanova's having a down year, so I think that this is Creighton's to lose at plus 170. Mountain West-wise, I'm going a little bit more long shot here, but I'm going to put the half unit on Wyoming to get it done in the Mountain West. Now, San Diego State, they're the clear-cut favorite at minus 125, but I really do like this Wyoming group because it's a ton of juniors and seniors on this team. It feels like this is a year where everything comes together for them and they maybe make a little bit of a run. Uh, so I don't think chemistry is going to be an issue there. Um, I love that their top two scores are back in Graham, Ek, and Hunter Maldonado, so really like this Wyoming group, and I'm going to stick with them to win the Mountain West. Pac-12 wise, at half a unit, I'm just playing UCLA at plus 190. Uh, to me, and betting wise, it is a two-horse race between UCLA and Arizona. Vegas gives Oregon a little bit of a shot to win it as well, but to me, They're a distant third in the Pac-12 this year. I do think Arizona's a very solid team, but I just believe in Jamie Jaquez. I like Tiger Campbell and the others. This is a veteran group in UCLA, and so I think that they're just better suited to win the regular season title. I don't know tournament-wise whether I'm really going to love this UCLA team, but if we're talking strictly regular season, I think they're going to have the legs and the veteran leadership in order to pull it out. SEC I'm going with a half unit on Kentucky and then 0.25 units on Alabama now Kentucky this is a really solid group across the board they have Oscar to severe Wheeler as well and a lot of other guys Damian Collins as well so I really like this Kentucky team once again uh, I like Cal as a coach I, I don't like him as a person but he does coach these groups really well and it is a bit of a different Kentucky team once again having so many older guys on the team but I think that they're poised to make a big run this year not only in the regular season but in March as well because and then Bama if I'm looking at another team in the SEC I think this is a group where they could hit a stretch where all the shots are falling they end up winning enough games in a row to maybe steal the regular season title from a team like Kentucky Um, I do like Nate Oates as a coach And so that's where I would lean as my long shot to win the SEC. Uh, If you're looking for Big Ten, I'm staying away from this conference. I just don't love uh, picking a regular season title in the Big Ten. Maybe closer to tournament time, I will look at uh, teams to win their conference come their postseason play. But I just will stay away from them until I see some of these teams play. Now, if we're talking about overall winners, these are all .25 unit plays These are to win the national title, and I've got four teams here for you, starting with Kentucky that I've already mentioned at plus plus a 1,000. I think there's a bit of added motivation for this Kentucky group after last season, how they lost that 15 seed in the tournament. As I said, Cal's still a great coach. I love Tshibwe Wheeler, Damian Collins. They brought in the number 12 recruit, Chris Livingston, and the number 20 recruit, in N'Cason Wallace at point guard. So I think this is a good group. Uh, you mix in some of that freshman talent with this veteran leadership, and it could all come together in March. And I, the, there's a few things that I look at when I'm looking at teams to win it all. Uh, I look at the good coach. I look at the program prestige. I look at the veterans that they have and then also the top-end talent. I think Kentucky checks all four of those boxes, which is why I'm taking them to win the national title. I also like Duke at plus 1,300. Obviously, being a Duke fan, it'll sound biased. But I think the talent is there. Um, Duke did just go to the final four last year. The question mark is always going to be about John Shire. How is he going to look as a first year head coach? But they got the number one recruit in Derek Lively. They got the number two recruit in Derrick Whitehead. They got the number seven recruit in Kyle Filipowski. They brought back Jeremy Roach as well. So I think there is a bit of leadership to that group as well. Again, it's all about how's this going to come together with the first year head coach in Shire but they do have the talent to do it, and I think Duke at plus 1,300 is a solid bet. I also think Arkansas at plus 1,500 is a good bet. I didn't have them in my SEC teams, but I just really like this Arkansas group. Uh, They gave Duke a good run in the tournament last year. They added number three recruit Nick Smith at shooting guard, as well as number 11 recruit Jordan Walsh at small forward. So I think that this is a veteran group that, once again, well-coached in Eric Musselman, they have some depth. They got that freshman talent. I think it could all come together with a run in March. So I'm going to roll with Arkansas at plus 1,500. And then I'm also going to the Big 12 with Texas at plus 2,100 because this is similar to that Arkansas pick. And quite frankly, the all three of the picks prior, I think they have everything on paper in order to get it done this year. Marcus Carr, the veteran guard, he's really solid. Timmy Allen's a vet. Brock Cunningham as well. Then they go and add the number four recruit, the best small forward in Dylan Mitchell, number 17 recruit point guard, Artario Morris as well. So they had a great recruiting class. They've got a good coach in Chris Beard. And so I think that they're going to be battle tested by playing in a tough conference. That's another reason why I like all these teams. The ACC is going to be tough, the SEC and the Big 12. So they're going to play plenty of meaningful games heading into the tournament and they'll be battle tested and ready to go So that's why I am rolling with Texas at plus 2100. But we also have some college basketball plays for today, which is where we're going to head now by talking about those plays in our last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. And before we do, let's play the video. All right, as I said, this segment is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is a family owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality half handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are out. They've got their cherry whiskey, chocolate, hazelnut, truffle liquor, and also this year, the local candy cane vodka. So new sponsor to the show, Last Mountain Distillery. Go check them out. My wife and I enjoyed a Last Mountain cocktail this weekend, and it was great during this snowstorm here up north. So with that, let's dive into our Monday show plays. Uh, We have eight for you here today. This is an absolutely loaded slate. Maybe we're a little bit excited that college basketball is back, but we do have a number of college basketball plays some NHL, NBA, and NFL. But let's start on the ice with the Calgary Flames money line tonight versus the New York Islanders at minus 115. This is a one-unit play for us, but I just think that this is a get-right spot for this Flames team. The fact that they've lost four games in a row you don't expect that too much from a group of this caliber. I think they're one of the contenders in the West this year. I still like Markstrom and Net. He's been really solid. And while I do like Sorokin and he's made us some money, he's been up and down this year. So I think it's just a great value play here. I know they're on the road, but I think Calgary, they're the more complete team. They're going to show it tonight. And they're finally going to get back on track by ending this four-game losing streak. Now, when we're talking college basketball, first play is going to be number three, Houston a team that we didn't even mention, but they're minus 23 and a half today, taking on North Colorado, and this is a one and a half unit play. Now, I don't have them as a part of my teams that are going to go on and win the national title, but I think they're going to win a ton of basketball games. They're going to be a one or two seed come tournament time. I just don't know if they'll have the depth in order to get it done, but they're a top three team in the nation. They've got a national player of the year candidate in Marcus Sasser, who's coming off a season-ending injury last year. They also have the number 10 player in the country coming in, in power forward, Jerris Miller. And so North Carolina, I don't think they're going to know what hit them in this opener, especially on the road in a ruckus environment. Houston knows that they have a great team this year. The fans are going to show up and show out. And I think we're going to see a 30-plus point blowout here, starting with the number three Houston at minus 23.5. I'm also going another steep spread with number one, North Carolina today. You're going to think that it's really dull with these first two plays, but we do get into some of the lesser teams after this. And I just really like North Carolina. I think people are a bit unsure as to why they're number one. You know, they point to the fact that they went to the final last year, but Houston and Gonzaga maybe think they have more complete teams. I think that this is a good spot for them against NC Wilmington to go in, get a comfortable result. And really show why they are the number one team in the country. Now, beating NC Wilmington isn't going to be the be all end all, but I do think they're still going to blow them out. They've got too much talent not to do that. So I'm going to take the minus 23. Now we head over to Murray State plus 13 and a half versus St. Louis at minus 110. I really like this Murray State program. Uh, they brought in a half dozen transfers to this team. So it is a big turnover from last year's group that went to the NCAA tournament. But while I do think St. Louis are solid, I'm not too worried about them losing outright today, but to cover over a dozen in their opener against a team with this much talent, I just think it's a steep spread. So I'm going to take Murray State to cover today. I'm also going to take LaSalle to cover today versus Villanova. And as I said previously, I think that this is a down year for Villanova, even by their standards. And so to win by 15 plus, It's going to be difficult enough, but I think LaSalle are pretty solid as well. Uh, We don't see that minus 20 that we're seeing for a lot of other games today. And so I think even Vegas knows Villanova may not be as advertised. And so I'm going to take LaSalle to cover in their first game. And then the final NCAA basketball play today is Oral Roberts plus nine versus St. Mary's at minus 110. And this is a one and a half unit play. I mean, they brought back Max Abmus, who is... How can you not love Oral Roberts? This was the team that a couple years ago went and beat Ohio State in the NCAA tournament. And I just think that with one of the best scores in the nation on their side, uh, I'm always high on St. Mary's. I love this program. But I just think that this is a tough test right out of the gate for them, which is why I'm going to take Oral Roberts to cover the plus nine tonight. Now, NBA-wise, we're going to head over to teams that people probably know a little bit more about, that being the Pelicans and Pacers but I'm taking the under 235 and a half at minus 110. And this is just a really high line considering the Pelicans, they don't love to get up and down. They play at one of the slower paces in the league. Now, both offenses are in the top half rating-wise, but the Pelicans, they're the 11th-ranked defense as well. This is a lot of points, and I think if you get a tough shooting half for either one of these teams, then we're going to cash this play with relative ease. So I love the value. I'm going to take the under 235 and a half I'm also going to go over and take the Raptors plus four and a half. We got it at four and a half last night. It has moved to four and just forget the fact that they won by nine yesterday. This is a back to back. It's not in Toronto now. It's in Chicago, but I get the Chicago. They're playing a C-Hackhamless Toronto, but it looks like no Zach Levine either for Chicago. So this is going to be a tough test. And I think Toronto's got a little bit more depth than Chicago does. Once you get past DeRozan and Vucevic, I don't love the consistency of guys like Alex Caruso, uh, Ayo DeSumo, or players like that. So I'm going to take Toronto to cover at plus 4.5 today versus the Bulls. And then to cap it off on the NFL side, we are rolling with the New Orleans State's money line versus the Baltimore Ravens at plus 105. And this is a two-unit play for us today. I think the Ravens are just super banged up. I think they're going to struggle offensively here. The Saints are in the top half with their rush defense, despite the fact they gave up a lot of points. And to cap it off, the Saints offense is eighth in passing yards, whereas the Ravens secondary is very bad. So I think we're going to see Chris Alave have a really good night and many other guys. So give me uh, the Saints to win on the money line at plus 105 to cap off our day. And let's right the ship on the NFL side after a very tough weekend. As we said, it was a bad Sunday, but we're ready to go on Monday, earn back all that profit that we saw last week. And so appreciate everyone who tuned into our show this morning, got up a little bit earlier to make sure we got through all of those college basketball plays. But appreciate all of you, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.